Hello, Bombers Nation, and welcome to the official podcast of your Battle Creek Bombers, Bombers Breakdown. This is a new podcast idea that we're trying out for the 2021 season. We are now 15 years in for having Bombers Baseball in Battle Creek, and we cannot wait to get this season started. I'm Maxwell Fritz, and I'm here with my great friend, Julian Lloyd. How are you doing today, Julian? I'm good. I'm doing good. It's a beautiful day. It's been a little cold, but, you know, that's why we're inside. I'm enjoying it. Though. Exactly. Well, hopefully, I mean, this rain will all be gone before game one, so it'll be a great first opening day for the Bombers. Uh, May 31st against the, or the rival Kalamazoo Growlers. And really, this season, um, interns come and go every year, and uh, this is fully intern run for everyone who's listening. Um, I am the intern, uh, the PA, the voice of the Bombers this year. And Julian, what's your position? I'm going to be operating cameras mostly this season. I'm going to do a little bit of everything, but for game days, that's usually my task. Yeah, you're a bit of the utility there. Yeah, I'm running I'm running uh, some of the social medias, mostly Instagram, maybe Snapchat too. So far, mm-hmm. Instagram is what I got. Yeah, pretty much uh, with the interns. I mean, I'm sure as, as you all know, uh, they're very versatile. We've been doing a lot of different things, especially getting the ballpark ready this preseason. A little bit later on in the podcast today, we're going to bring in some uh, interns in different positions, and they're going to talk to you guys about what we've really been doing to get the behind-the-scenes stuff ready for opening day, because I'm sure many of you come to the ballpark think, you know, it just shows up like this, and, you know, baseball just automatically starts, but there's a lot of behind-the-scenes antics that goes on to get this ballpark the way it's looking, and really, uh, I'm sure a lot of people here in Battle Creek know, but um, the Battle Creek Bombers were not in Battle Creek last year. Because of the COVID-19 pandemic, we had a joint three-team um, league in Kalamazoo. It was Growlers, us, and the newly created team, the Mac Daddies. And this year, I'm so glad, and all of us are so glad to have baseball back in Battle Creek. Uh, what do you have to say about that, Julian? No, absolutely. I mean, Battle Creek, you know, they love baseball. You know, having the bubble was cool, but, you know, after a while, you kind of want to go back home. So it's great for Bombers, especially the guys that were on team last year, finally have a true home game instead of just uh, playing out of Kalamazoo. So, yeah, that would be great. Exactly. And really, this uh, what we're planning on doing with this broad, or with this podcast this year is just going to be recapping games. It's going to be probably once a week, every Monday, maybe every uh, Wednesday, midweek. We're still trying to get the – exact time nailed down but it will have a set time that it comes out we'll be recapping the prior week the games where we having a lot of uh, guests we're gonna be getting some players coaches uh even the gm of the bombers on the podcast just to be talking about the game day by day um some stats everything we're gonna get the two bombers broadcasters on josh and harris to talk about their experience on the road so we have a lot in store this year for the podcast. This is a new idea. We hope you guys are going to enjoy it. And we're going to get started with this podcast right after this quick sponsor break. Bombers Breakdown is presented to you by Marshall Community Credit Union. Our 2021 presenting sponsor, Marshall Community Credit Union, is on a mission to partner with members for financial success through service, solutions, and education. See how MCCU can help you reach your financial goals. Just visit marshallcommunitycreditunion.com to learn more. Who's got your back? MCCU. That's who. And welcome back to Bombers Breakdown. Uh, we are now joined by two awesome guests. They are going to be your broadcasters for this season. We have Josh Baker and Harris Eisenberg. Welcome, guys. Hey, thanks for having us, Big Fritz <laughs> and <laughs> Julian Lloyd. That's right. <laughs> Thank you for having me on here. It's a, it's an absolute honor to be on your boys' pod. So, guys, we're pretty much going through talking with a lot of the interns about um, you know what you guys have been doing really to get preseason ready. And also, since you guys are in the unique position of being the broadcasters, really you guys are the 
following the players the most, talking to them one-on-one. Uh, we also want some like players, like the ones to watch this season, and just your insight on preseason, what you think this year is going to be like. So starting off, uh, it's going to be a way different season, obviously, with last year with mm-hmm. COVID. There was only three teams to play. The, obviously, Battle Creek Bombers, team we're working for. The Kalamazoo Growlers and the Mac Daddies as well. They made that team specifically for that season to have a little bit more competition. It's going to be different. There's going to be home field advantage again. So yes, we're going to be traveling. We're going to be on the road. Harris and I will be going with the team. So we'll be able to kind of follow them more closely and give you guys some of that more inside content and development of stories throughout the year. And speaking of content, quickly, uh, make sure you follow us on all of our social medias. We have all of our social medias. We have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We even have YouTube. So make sure you follow Battle Creek Bombers and all those social medias to keep up to date with up to the minute reports on what the team is doing, especially on the road. Yeah, there is TikTok now as well. Oh, and for, TikTok, yes. For our younger listeners. Some great and, ideas for the TikTok. Yeah, I absolutely. That's something that I've been focusing on my first couple of weeks here is getting the content provided so far. I know the season is starting up soon, and I actually just am about to finish up our uh, game notes for the season today. But uh, the previous times I've been thinking about some content to display. So uh, the content that you see is from yours truly. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's the fun part about it is that I think before the season that you can get super creative with not necessarily limited, but we do have some limited resources here with no players being here till the weekend. So, yeah, I think we've done a good job with that. Yeah, as we mm-hmm. record this on a Friday afternoon before the uh, season kicks off on Monday, May 31st, players are reporting – Tomorrow we'll have a practice in a couple days where we finally get to really talk with them and, and see who they are and get to know them a little bit more, take their headshots, they get to pick their numbers. We don't even know that. We don't even – at this point we have a generic roster if we know who play, which players are, have signed contracts and are showing up, but nothing like you might see in other leagues of baseball. And see, that's what really surprised me too is how fast this all goes. Like normally in major league and everything, they report months ahead of time. They get to know who their fellow players and everyone are going to be. We have two days and it's going to be interesting to see how these players adjust. And especially for media, how we adjust to know who they are, get a rapport with them. But speaking of that, even without getting a rapport, we know some standouts already from some returners and just from looking at their stats. Uh, Who are some returners we're looking out for guys? One big one for me is Jack Merrifield. He is from LSU Eunice, and he is tearing it up for them right now, batting over 400, a on-base percentage of around 550, a slugging over 600, so an OPS of basically 1,200. It's insane what he's been doing at the plate for them. He's a middle in- infielder. Actually, scratch that, second base and third base. So he's playing two of the base positions in the infield, and he'll be a – Big name, I think, for the Bombers this year. He is a returning player as well. He did play for the Bombers in the previous season. Was hitting, I think it was two years ago in 2019, hit a little over 200. So he's he's kind of finding his groove now. So after a big season, the NCAA season for them is, is starting to end around this week of time. And if they don't go to the World Series, players will be here. So I'm excited to see Jack Merrifield. I know Harris has about a couple other players mm-hmm. too to talk about. Yeah, um, high expectations for Merrifield coming off a career year at LSU Eunice, but I think what I'm excited to see uh, returner-wise before we get to, into the newcomers, a um, couple arms coming back to Battle Creek, uh, Bo Bonvillain, um, 
recorded six saves for the University of Central Oklahoma, and he pitched for Battle Creek in 2019 and pitched pretty well, 2-2 two two with a 177 ERA and 48 strikeouts. So that's a pretty good out of the pen. And then uh, Burl Jones is a returner as well, pitched for Michigan State for the first time uh, this season and in in, had 21 strikeouts in 12 games. So he's going to be a standout out of the pen. But as we get into the newcomers, and there's 25 of them, there are plenty of standouts. I think one of them that we've been talking about since Josh and I found out the roster is uh, Harold Call, who um, was the number one ranked shortstop in Georgia by perfect game wow. in 2020. So he's looking to come here and make a name for himself. He's a uh, North Carolina commit, um, currently playing JUCO. So I'm excited to see what he brings to the table as he looks to make a name for himself here in the Northwoods League. And, and not only number one in Georgia, but number 20 in the nation. That's going to be a really good player at a valuable infield position. The shortstop is the mm-hmm. captain of the infield. So to have someone come in and, and try to make a name for himself, like Harris said, and, and kind of lock down the defensive side and, and produce from the plate, it's going to be interesting to see his season develop. Another player that we were trying to or starting to look at now, um, Caleb Smith. He posted a video recently on Twitter. Guys, six foot three or six foot six, two twenty bit or two thirty. Big guy on the mound. Fastball slider, changeup mix. He touches low nineties. He's in the top ninety two percentile of of fastballs. Mm, He's going to be really good. What's interesting about the, that, too, and how the world is so small at points, I actually went to elementary school with that kid. I realized that when I looked at his school and I said I went to Williamston Elementary School. Shout out, Williamston. I'm sure you, but, you had some great baseball ability. Yeah, you, you know what? I, I, pretty much. I mean, I, I was on the elementary baseball team. I cannot remember if he was on there with me because I left in fourth grade, but I'm definitely going home tonight and looking at my yearbook and seeing if he was on there because – I know uh, we had a pretty good baseball team down there in, you know, like early elementary when it was pretty much T-ball, but I'm sure that's where he got to start. <laughs> and it's cool to see guys like that come through here because there's been some big names through the Northwoods League with Chris Sale, Max Scherzer. Scherzer, Curtis Granderson, a bunch of those guys that have really made a name for themselves in the major league, and this is where you get to get a look at them in some summer collegiate ball and – who knows yeah, what could happen? We could have the next Derek Jeter on our team, and we don't even know it. Yeah. I've had – I know people who have grown up from the same area as me who have played in the Northwoods League. I have friends from back home that have played and uh, aren't playing this year but have played in the past year or two. Um, another guy who graduated from my rival high school the same <laughs> year as me, Connor Smith, played in the Northwoods League, and now he's in the – he got drafted in the 30th round – is now in the Indians organization. So you it's cool because it gives a lot of players an opportunity to push themselves, develop themselves as players outside of just their collegiate season. And this definitely has a better chance of them getting scouted too. Um, gives scouts a bunch better look at them. Uh, Julian, do you have anything to add on our roster or just predictions or standouts for the season? No, basically – Kind of what we were just talking about with the you never know who's going to come through the Northwoods League. I mean, it, it's really a, a great opportunity. I'm really looking forward to seeing how this team gels with the, you know, like I guess there's no spring training. There's no really no time from two to days get here to <laughs> start in the game. You're going to be in the dugout with all these guys coming from all over the place. That's really the thing I'm most looking forward to seeing. You show up. Next day you have practice. Next day is opening day. Already. You better be ready. And exactly. Another thing that – um that – Battle Creek Inquirer just put out, and we just got word when we were looking at our coach, he'd put out a statement, and this was very true. I never even thought about this. 
our coach was saying that he's really happy that he has winning ball players on the team, but it's also kind of a disadvantage because a lot of these kids are so good in their college programs. Their college programs are going far. They're going to the World Series. The problem with that is that these kids can now miss up to a month of the season because of this. So some of our star players, we may not even get for a month. So that might hurt our team. So it's kind of like a win-lose situation when you've got these really good guys that are going to produce for our team, but they may not produce for a whole month because they won't be here because of that. Yeah, we, the guys we just all talked about, none of those names might not even be in the opening day roster. They'll be obviously mm-hmm. rostered, but they might not even be in the state. They'll be over in Omaha playing in the World Series potentially. Definitely. And I think there's a lot of guys too, like this is another unique thing about the roster is that a lot of them come from the same schools. Like we mm-hmm. True. We got a lot of LSU Eunice. Yeah, we mentioned Jack Merrifield goes to LSU Eunice. There's three other guys who are coming from LSU Eunice. We got a handful of guys coming from Tyler Junior College. I think about six guys um, are from there. And then we got a couple of uh, Michigan Staters. And then uh, after that, it's all spread across the country. But, you know, those programs, if you look at it, like LSU Eunice went 46 and 6 this year. Um, so they're probably going to go far. And, uh, yeah, we'll see if they can get here on time. But, obviously, best of luck to them if they're moving on to the World Series. But we want to see them here because, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to have the chance to get a good look at them and uh, they can advance their careers here as well. Also, That's- shout out the Mac schools. We got some guys from Miami of Ohio and right. and a guy from Akron as well. And uh, we have a, um, a bench coach returning – or not returning as a coach, but returning for his third year with the Bombers. That's Michael Morissette. He's been a first baseman for the last two years. Now he's a coach as he is graduating from Miami of Ohio. So the Red Hawks got a couple guys on the roster this year. Mm-hmm. So if you're, a, if you're a fan of Western or CMU or Eastern. Mac schools or Eastern <laughs> as well, yes, correct, those, those three Mac schools in the state, some of these guys might have been in town playing, and you might have seen them and not even realized it that – Hey, now they're here in Battle Creek mm-hmm. this summer. Well, yeah, guys, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, we're definitely get used to hearing Josh and Harrison. Well, one, you're going to hear them uh, broadcasting our game, but they're going to be a recurring factor, recurring feature on this podcast as they will keep you updated with the players coming on, um, their stats and everything throughout the season. Uh, guys, hope you have great calls throughout the season. Hope opening day goes amazing, and oh, yeah, we'll see you guys a bit that. later. <laughs> Hello, everyone. We're back here with uh, Marissa Snyder. She is a promotions marketing entertainment intern here at the Battle Creek Bombers. And uh, Marissa, just give us a little insight on your experience so far with uh, preseason and what your guys, what you guys are going to be doing during the season. Well, hello, Max. Thanks for having me on your show. Very excited to be here. Um, yeah, so the beginning of the season has been a lot of more preparation work. We've been doing a lot with the field, doing a lot of sponsor signs, putting that up, making sure that center field and everything all looks good. I've also been doing um, a lot of work with the promotions, coming up with what we're going to do in the field, as well as like how we're going to do that with like, the supplies, what we all need, how long it's going to take, the different type of candidates we need. So just all that other stuff into consideration for what's going to happen in the promos. Yeah, because so. you guys are in charge of what's happening on field, right? You're gonna, you're pretty much the face of the Bombers. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm the voice. You're the face. Josh and Harris are, uh, you know, the pretty much the image, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, what are, without, you know, spoiling too much, what are some games you guys are thinking about maybe doing this season? Uh, so, we have a few games that we're bringing back from last year or the previous seasons. One of them's called Crazy Horse which I'm not going to give you too much because that's a really fun game. Okay. But we'll just say it involves a little bit of dizziness <laughs> and a little bit of bouncing. 
Um, and another good one is called Dancing in the Dark, which is a fan favorite. It involves dancing. Like I said, I'm not going to give much away. Mm-hmm. It involves dancing, mm-hmm. and it's just a fun game. And we also came up with some new games. We have one that's called Walk the Plank, okay. where it's kind of like Hangman. You have to guess the word, and if you get it wrong, you essentially take a step on the plank, and you have five chances if you don't get the word right. Then you fall off the plank, and you have a little surprise waiting for you. Interesting. Yep. I'm sure the fans are going to really enjoy these games. Yep, and we definitely have a have an Olympic sort of game set up for the Olympic year. So okay. we're doing something with that, and, my, and Mo might be even joining. We'll mm-hmm. have to see. Well, You'll have to come and see. Hopefully the Olympics don't get canceled <laughs> Oh, man. Year. If not, they can come to uh, C.O. Brown Stadium and see it. Presa is, you know, you guys work really closely with Mo Skeeter. Mm-hmm. And we great know guy. Mo has a great personality. Like, what's it like working with Mo and getting to know Mo? Oh, my goodness. Mo, he is a great guy. He is hilarious. He's full of energy. He's just great to be around. He's kind. He's great with anyone. He's not that talkative, though, I've noticed. No, he is pretty silent. He's a quiet guy. I haven't got many words out of him. I think it'll be interesting to see how talkative he gets. But, uh, yeah, he's good with all ages, old or young. He's great with all of them. He's got some great dance moves, too. He can totally bust a move. So be sure to watch out for that this season because he's going to throw it down. And there might even be some dance battles. You never know. And I think my money's on Mo. So, mm-hmm. uh, everyone, and you know, we do have a uh, friends and family discount this season, and I know you guys aren't really too much in charge of that. But uh, can you tell us kind of what that is? Yeah. So the friends and family discount is a great deal. I can't even believe how good of a deal it is. It has so much stuff. It includes four tickets for the game, and you also get four tickets for um, for Revel and Roll. There's a bowling thing. Four tickets for that. And then four tickets for laser tag as well and bowling shoes too. Mm-hmm. And you also get um, some free meals and some drinks. And hats, right? Yes, and four hats yes. for merch. So it includes all that. And it's obviously one game. And then you get all the bowling and laser tag and baseball for four people for $32.99, which is, should be the price of just one of those activities, but yeah. you're getting three. So it the is The original price also is like $164. And exactly. yeah, you're getting it for $32. Mm-hmm. It's a crazy price. I don't know how we're making any profit. I don't it. either. <laughs> and I don't know how it's not all sold out at this point because it's ridiculous. If I was a parent, I'd be grabbing those tickets. But. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Marissa, for coming mm-hmm. on. I hope you guys have a great season. Uh, you can come out and see Marissa and the rest of her team doing those games on field as they are the face of the Bombers. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Hello and welcome back. I'm here with Steve Siebert. He is a box office and sales intern, and these are probably the heart of the organization. They have the most on them because they deal with all the phone calls, all of the ticket planning, the event, not really the event planning, but still just the event selling and everything. And Steve, what's it like? How has it been preseason um, getting to know what you have to be doing? You've already started doing a lot with the preseason sales. Um, What's it all been like for you guys? Well, it's been really fun. We've been learning a lot. We went through some sales training. Um, learned a lot of useful information that will help us in the future and definitely attracting fans back to Battle Creek this season. Um, with that, I've grown closer with my other interns, co-workers, whatever you want to call them. Um, and we've definitely been getting better, you know, making phone calls every day, uh, making outbound calls to attract new customers that maybe haven't been to the ballpark in a few years. And it's definitely been exciting Definitely to get these fans back. Definitely. So um, we just had Marissa on, and she and I talked a little bit about the friends and family deal and discount and how awesome that is. What is another, like, really good discount fans should be looking out for or trying to book? Oh, well, well there's a lot. So with – there's many group options we have. 
you know, different tailgates. Definitely the party deck this year on Fridays will be um, getting single game tickets to the party deck, which will be really exciting. Um, $19. You kind of explain what the party deck is for some people that may not know what the party deck is. Yeah, so basically, you know, you're out in the outfield, you're having fun, um, you get some drink tabs, um, and basically with that, it's just a buffet, you know, really, really fun party type environment. Um, best seats in the house. It's definitely something that you should probably get into if you want to have that VIP access. Definitely. And I know like you were saying with uh, a lot of group deals, we have, um, we definitely focus on businesses and trying to get the businesses yes. out there. How has that been when you have to contact a business and go, because you guys have been walking around Battle Creek community going you know, up to businesses. How has that been? Like, have you ever done something like that before? I personally never have. Um, never like bottle drive, you know, going house yeah. to house, it's never like little, that. It's going to be a little intimidating, doesn't it? Yeah. But these, the people of Battle Creek have been real welcoming, you know, letting us drop off flyers, putting it in the windows just to get the word out there. And like I said, just very nice people we've met along the way. And they they seem to be very excited about having Bombers baseball back like we are. Definitely. So with you guys, like during the season, obviously you, your job never ends with, you know, selling, taking in the calls. Um, are you going to be doing anything else other than that? Or is that really like your main, uh, your main duty during uh, the season? Yeah. Our main pe our main job is to get everyone here. I mean, spread the word, um, get some ticket package ideas, put it out there. What will attract people to our stadium? So whether that's going to business to business, you know, mm -hmm telling everyone in the community about it or making phone calls, taking phone calls, um, whatever will get the people out here. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, thank you so much, Steve. I mean, keep up the good work. And remember, guys, if you want to buy your tickets, BattleCreekTickets.com. Uh, and if you want to call, make sure you ask for Steve. Mm -hmm. So uh, thank you, Steve, and uh, have a great rest of the season. Yeah, thanks, guys. I'm here with Jake and Joe, the two stadium operations interns. Now, these guys are probably the most important interns we have here, and they probably get the least credit. That's why I'm glad we have them both on the podcast, because you probably won't see these guys. And they're the ones that really have to like, dig in the dumpsters and just clean all the grime from the stadium. So, I mean, it's obviously, I mean, it's a fun job, but it's definitely got its uh, downsides in some areas. But what have you guys been, like, how has it been to be a stadium uh, operations intern this preseason? And what are you guys looking forward to during the season? Um, I would say it's definitely been a unique opportunity so far just because of the fact that there's been no games played here in, uh, since 2019. Mm -hmm. So the grime, the dust, <laughs> everything that we'd have to clean out is, you know, multiplied by three, four, who knows. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, it's been fun. We've been um, working pretty hard, but we've been getting to do um, some fun stuff too aside from the uh, grimy, dirty stuff. And um, I'm looking forward to the start of the season for sure. Um you know, maybe watch a little baseball here and there, but uh, <laughs> Definitely. We'll probably mostly be working in the concessions, but um, it's been a real good experience so far. Yeah, so, like, with game day operations, so, like, what does a normal game day look for you guys? Do you even know yet? Or um, So, what we know so far is we're going to be, we'll be grilling up some, like, burgers and hot dogs before the game, but then, well, the first game, I know we're going to be in the concession stand, but we'll just go from there and do what we're told. Yeah, I think pretty much um, we're uh, inventory people during the game. Um, we cook, you know, before the game, but once the game starts, it's monitoring home plate club, champs club, um, 
you know, party deck left field. Do we need more hot dogs, more buns? Do we have too many? Do we mm-hmm. need to put some back in the fridge? Do we need to defrost some? You know, just um, kind of just managing the whole uh, concessions operation and, um, you know, just making sure everything goes smoothly. Definitely. Have you guys had any grilling experience uh, before this, or is this kind of uh, thrown in the fire? <laughs> uh, so basically all through, well, this semester of college being being – at well in an apartment in East Lansing mm-hmm. and my roommates grilled all the time so got that experience but it'll be interesting for whatever more than like <laughs> four people so we'll yeah. see. We'll whole stadium see. full yeah yeah I've um grilled for myself for a couple friends before but um you know never for hundreds of people you know hundreds of hot dogs and hamburgers so um We'll see how it goes, and uh, if you don't like your food, um, you know, don't bring your complaints to me. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Well, again, these guys deserve so much credit because they are the unsung heroes of the ballpark, getting it ready preseason. Like I can't name the countless times where most of the interns have been in the office uh, just doing other work, and those guys have been out in the elements. I mean, especially today, cold, rainy, dreary day, they've been outside working. Um, so thanks again, guys, for all you do. Uh, so excited for the season to start. I'm so excited that you guys will be able to, you know, get that, get the grill, interact with the public, and you guys don't have to be in the dumpster the whole day. So uh, thank you guys so much for coming on, and hope you have a great season. Yep, yeah, appreciate no appreciate you having us. This episode of Bomber's Breakdown is brought to you by Meyer. Who should you trust when it comes to your grocery needs? How about the same place that Mo Skeeter gets all of his necessities? Meyer has everything you need to make this summer a home run. And as the official sponsor of the Battle Creek's favorite mosquito, Meyer provides the perfect place to stock up on all the items you may need this summer. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the inaugural segment of Bombs Away. This is Hot Takes, brought to you by Jesse Klodkin and MCCU. Some hot takes for the opening game of the season, Battle Creek versus Kalamazoo. Some hot takes for the season as a whole. I'm going to just fire off a few of them, and our wonderful hosts can answer them. All right. Hot or not. First take, Battle Creek opening day has three home runs and scores over, I'm betting the over, six runs total. It, it, forget the uh, the dead balls in, in the MLB. This is, we're playing with the juice balls, baby. Six runs at least against Kalamazoo. Three of them are going to be homers. So for that first one, six uh, six runs and three home runs, I'm actually going to say no to that one. Just for the fact that we may not have our best players, because like we just talked about in the previous segment, a lot of those players may not even be here. So I'm going to say we will beat the Growlers, but I don't think it's going to be by that much. What do you say, Julian? Oh, the six runs is for how much we win by, or that was total? How yeah, many? Uh, yeah, so total uh, six runs. Between the two teams? Mm-hmm. Well, I'd between say, uh, just bombers. Bombers, oh, bombers just will us score six runs. Six runs, three home runs. Okay. I would also push back on the three home runs just because of the length of our field. Mm, you know, if we were in Kalamazoo, <laughs> I would, I'm would. i always going to bump the over on their home runs. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say six runs is doable. Just from watching some of the I mean, KCC games, obviously that's not Northwoods League games, but runs here are doable. So I would say the six runs is fine. I, but again, yeah, I'm going to disagree with the three home runs. Definitely. I'm going to have to see something. Second hot take, the starting pitcher. And I'm not going to say who because we don't know that yet. But the starting pitcher will have at least double-digit strikeouts and not walk a single batter. Actually, you know what? No one's going to walk a batter. Hot, Hot or not. 
So I will definitely take hot for the first part. We have a solid pitching rotation this year, and I believe our pitching is going to be key for our wins. I highly doubt there will be no walks just for the fact that this is Northwoods League play. And I mean, yes, these are top tier athletes, but it's not the majors. It's not the minors. They're still college kids. They're still finding their stuff. They're still finding their zones. I feel like we're going to get at least five walks in the game total. What do you say, Julian? Uh, I definitely think that was hot. I I think it's super bold to make a prediction of that caliber when you don't know who is going to be the starting pitcher. True. That was kind of wild. I think – I would ten strikeouts is possible. I I don't know if anyone will be in the game long enough to throw ten strikeouts. If I'm being honest, I think we're going to get a couple people involved to, uh, not today Monday. So, I would I would disagree with both those. But those are definitely hot takes. Hot take number three. This is more uh, long term. I'm going to say that this season there are 72 games. They win at least 40. Well over 500. So I definitely think that is hot. We have a solid roster this year. I believe that we should easily win our division. It'll definitely be tough with Kalamazoo. They have a stacked team as well. As it always goes, it will always be that I-94 rivalry between the Bombers and the Growlers. But I definitely think we're going to win our division. I think we even have a shot for the World Series this year. It's always hard telling with these amateur college teams because – a lot of these guys aren't returners. It's not like the MLB where you can build a franchise. You know how your team's going to look for the next five years. Every single year here, it's a different team. But I believe just by looking at the starting roster, we are going to have a really good run. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think 40 and 32 or better is definitely doable. It'll depend on when we get those players that are you know, have advanced in college back. Mm-hmm. I think all this team needs to do until then, maybe get on a run or two, maybe get on a nice four-game win streak here, a nice five-game win streak there, and we'll really just, as long as we can really be 500 or above before they get here, yeah, I think this season we can be great. You know, I, I'm going to make this prediction right now. I'm going to bet that, because I'm a big Washington Nationals fan, I'm going to bet it's going to be like the 2019 Nationals where they went 19-31 to start the year. Everybody counted them out, and they came back and won the World Series. I think we're going to have a pretty bad start, but we're going to come back in the late late season and win the World Series. Hey, that, that would be super exciting, and I'm hoping <laughs> yeah, for so something like that too. Final hot take for this opening day podcast. Mo Skeeter is going to dunk on Porter the Bear. Thank you all very much. Now that is definitely a hot take. Mosquito is far superior to Porter for the Growlers. Now, that is the whole Bombers organization. We are very close-knit with the Growlers organization. Um, so we have a very healthy rivalry when it comes between both the teams, more than just being just down I-94 from each other. So what do you think? Do you think Mosquito is going to dunk on Porter? Well, I think something like that might be in the works. All I got to say is if we're talking dunking, I don't know if that was about basketball there. <laughs> I would say Porter is – Way too big to be done on I'll by say, Mosquito. Okay, Mosquito will hit, hit more home runs than oh, Porter. He'll, okay. he'll knock you know, him out of the park. And again, again, you know, Porter got the size on him. I would say maybe Mosquito has a better batting average than true, Porter. True, true. I mean, Mosquito's <laughs> got the long nose, too. He right. can hit the balls better with Oh, that, yeah. You know? I mean, nothing gets past him if it's in the zone. Listen, Mosquito, though, better dancer, you know, better yes. looking, you know, faster, <laughs> you know, gets more ladies. So now it's time for the game segment of our podcast. This will always be a little fun segment. We're going to have a couple different games throughout the season, a couple of the same ones if you guys like them enough. But today for the inaugural one, we're going to have a character draft. 
Now, if you don't know what a character draft is, that's where we're going. Me and Julian are going to draft a baseball team full of, uh, you know, all nine positions from just different characters that we come up with. So the first genre we're going to pick from is uh, SpongeBob characters. So Julian's doing a little research on his phone right now. We, we both really haven't thought about this, so it's going to be pretty, uh, pretty spontaneous. But Julian, who would be your first pick, and what position would you put them in? Okay, you know what? I'm glad that I had a little time to do a little bit of research on this because I was going to make one pick that I'm not going to reveal. Hopefully, I I do it later, get her later in in the draft. But I'm gonna go with Larry the Lobster first overall. That that's my guy. He's an absolute so that, stud, and he's gonna OP. be a first baseman for me because he's big. I don't I don't. Well, you gotta have those big guys at first base block yeah, those balls. Exactly. So I'm gonna go with Larry the Lobster. He gotta hit some dingers. Look at the biceps on that guy. So yeah. That's my first overall pick. Nice. So, for my first overall pick, I, it might be a little controversial, but I'm, I'm going good old Sandy Cheeks. Now, I'm picking Sandy because she's versatile. She is a go-getter. She will do whatever she's told. She seems like she's got all the gadgets, too. So, I mean, she can pop out a little something. Maybe a little illegal, but, you know, she can uh, definitely probably have a good batting average. I'm going to put her in center field. That was I, literally my pick before oh, I changed it. Okay. No, that's great. So, and, and my thought process was, uh, you know, she's from Texas, so true. she's clearly American. <laughs> You know, so, you know, Americans play baseball as the pastime. So that was my thought process Okay. On that. See, I got Sandy in center field. So. Okay, that's very good. Um, now, to counter that, I'm going to have to go with King Neptune. Uh, yes, yes. So I'm getting pick, the home run You're picking hitters. the OP. I'm getting yeah, the going for power. I'm, yeah, I am not trying to play fair. I'm okay. trying to get all the – I'm going to get King Neptune, and he is going to be my catcher. Yes, King okay. Neptune. Now, now, see, also with my catcher, that's my number two pick. I'm going with the one and only SpongeBob SquarePants himself. And the reason why is he is absorbent and porous and yellow. <laughs> so any of those pass balls are just going to hit him. It's going to absorb right in. He is going to be a daylight out catcher. He will stop everything that gets thrown at him. Okay, you know what? That is great. That is a great pick. You can't go wrong with uh, SpongeBob at the catcher. <laughs> I am going to have to go – Next, with my third pick, see, see, this is tough. I would say I'll put Patrick, and he'll be third base because we got to have smarts to play third base. That's a hot corner. You think listen, Patrick can handle that? Listen, let me tell you something about Patrick Starr. He may not be book smart, okay, but there's certain things he just he got the street smarts, and and he has shown. You know, he can he can play sports. He can follow rules, yada, yada. Well, I mean, but okay. <laughs> not all the rules, not all the rules. But I, I would pick him and uh, have him be third baseman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to put Pearl. I'm going to put Pearl at third base. I feel like, you know, she's, she's big enough. She's a whale that she'll be able to stop everything. She's got a bit of the agility because she was a cheerleader. Mm -hmm. If you're watching That's this episode, correct. so she's got the agility for third base. I think that'll definitely work out. Okay, so next up, I need somebody who's going to, you know, shut everything down. Mm -hmm. Okay? Oh. I need somebody who's going to absolutely. You're just going straight power. I, I, no, I, no I, need, <laughs> I need somebody who's just going to shut everything down. And I'm going with Albert Pujols and SpongeBob form, a literal machine, and Karen. Uh, because, you know, she's literally a machine. She True. makes no mistakes. Where, where so are you putting her? Karen is going to be a – she's going to be my Otani. She's going to be a pitcher – that hits when she doesn't start. Okay. So that's gonna be yeah, that's gonna be me. So on there. Yeah, if I'm filling the the you know depth chart, uh, 
She's starting pitcher. We got Patrick at third. We got Larry at first. We got King Neptune at the catcher. And I'm just going to fill out <laughs> out from there. Definitely. Well, got to get shortstop. And, you know, that's the leader of the infield. Um, I think I'm actually going to put Mr. Krabs there. Just for the fact that, you know, he, it's a little controversial again. But, you know, he is in the leadership role. He, he runs Krusty Krab. Again, his management style is a little controversial. But I think it will be good. You kind of need that strong, you know, old leader at shortstop. So uh, I think he'll be the next Derek Jeter. Absolutely. You know, you made a good point with he has experience leading. Mm-hmm. So the leader <laughs> of the infield. And you got to go with the leader like Mr. Krabs. So now my next pick. I definitely want a speedster. Mm-hmm, true. Definitely want a Krabs base probably stealer. wouldn't be that speedy. I don't really want right. a speedy team. If you <laughs> remember, Krabs, his feet move quickly, but true. he himself is not moving quickly. <laughs> um, Man, there's not really that many quick characters. I guess no, they're all no. underwater. I'm going to go with <laughs> Young Mermaid Man. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Has to clarify that he's young, and that's going to be my center fielder. He's going to be my trout. Center, okay. Yes. Let's see. I still need a first baseman, left and right fielder. So I think first baseman. He's Rayman. Rayman. Yeah. I'm for my first baseman. I'm gonna go with Rayman. Right. Ray Which one is Rayman? Rayman. The yeah. top right. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Bad guy. Yep. So my first baseman. I'm gonna go with Rayman. And you know, again, I feel like I'm picking more of the uh, controversial team. Like Julian's going for the power. I'm going more of the you know money ball here. I'm trying to get the most out of my picks. So I think Rayman. You know. He can scheme, but I feel like he's solid enough that he can easily just be at first base, make the catches, make the plays. I mean, that's all, all you got to ask out of a first baseman is just be solid. Yeah, that's a great pick. I cannot be mad at that. <laughs> I'm going to go with a player that I kind of hinted at earlier, and it's my leg guy because he gets on base. I mean, the way the ball just <laughs> seems to hit his leg every at-bat. That's a free base. He's going to be my second baseman because the ball just doesn't get past him. Here, here's yeah. the only so, – here's my qualm with that, uh-huh. though, yeah. is he's going to get injured a lot. He, that, that's the problem. I mean, he gets hit by pitch, but you're going to lose your second baseman. you got to have some good um, bench players for second base. That's true. That's true. So I, it's a I wouldn't, need, yeah, it's a I wouldn't need a deep bench, but I am taking that base every time okay. I put him in the game. And he's, he's used to it. Yeah, true, <laughs> true. All right, well – um, I need a second baseman, so, you know, I, I think, again, I know I'm saying this every time, but a little controversial, I'm going to go Squidward Tentacles. Now, Squidward, because he's got the reach, he's got eight arms that he can reach out there in their suction cup, so he'll be able to, you know, snag them all in the dirt, um, toss them right over to first. He might be, it might have his attitude be an issue on the team, but, you know, just get a good uh, coach and he'll knock that out of him. That's a good pick. I'm just going to go with the guy who's, better than Squidward at everything and Squilliam mm, okay. and Squilliam is going to be my left fielder he's going to be my Mikey Matuk my Jacoby Jones <laughs> <laughs> that little rivalry there going when we play oh, each other with absolutely because the, uh, there's, there's no love lost okay no. and all we, right well so I, I need a left fielder right fielder and a pitcher well I think uh left field now he may not be that fast but my gosh is he a great character and he has hustle i'm going with gary gary out in left field because he again may not be fast but just his attitude he'll lift the team up he'll counterbalance squidward i'm going gary in left field yeah i'm gonna need my guys to just pull every time towards gary I'm gonna need <laughs> them to just hey, don't pull. underestimate the mollusk <laughs> <laughs> all 
Uh, so for I have right field and shortstop left. Yeah. Shortstop, I have to go driving instructor, Mrs. Puff. Okay. I have to go with Miss Puff in right field, and yeah, I'm, I just re- feel still right field for Miss yeah, Puff. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, right field for Miss Puff. Okay. I just feel like that's the right pick for me for who I have left. Let's see. So I, I just need a pitcher in right field. Let's see. This is where it's getting tough. Characters are running down. Absolutely. Oh, uh, let's see. You know, I, I'm I'm gonna think I'm gonna go with a. Uh, oh yes, yes, I'm gonna go with Mothman. So I, I'm kind of having, you know, my, more of the evil team. But the reason why, Mothman's got his wings. Just like most Skeeter, he'll be able to fly up there, rob those home runs from no matter where they're at. You know what, he's probably fast enough. He can run over and cover left field for what Gary lacks. He'll make up for. So definitely Mothman. I feel like that's going to be my MVP out there in right field. Boo. <laughs> Boo. Okay, so for my final pick, now, if you'll see, I left shortstop out. Shortstop, leader of the uh-huh. infield. But naturally, instead of Max here, who chose an actual leader, <laughs> I'm going to choose a sidekick, okay. and I'm choosing Barnacle Boy to okay. be my shortstop. And the reason why is because in a couple of episodes, you've seen Barnacle Boy gets a, a little jealous of, of Mermaid Man, you know, and he gets all the shine. So letting him be the leader of this infield will give him that shine that he's craves. So, yeah, I'm going to put him there, and that's going to – finish out my team and i'm very sad well you, you but you also have young mermaid man on there i feel like that's going to be a pretty big rivalry there mm-hmm. he might fight barnacle boy for the leadership and still overshadow him and that's gonna be a lot of infighting on your team you don't need you could you could think that but also they're used to being together and True. deep down inside i think mermaid man will know you know outside of the diamond I'm in charge, but here I gotta I gotta listen True. to my guy. So I think so, that's how that's gonna go. I'm down to my last pick as well, and that's for the pitching position. And you know, it's, you gotta have a strong person in pitching. And this again is gonna shock everyone, but I think every one of my picks has shocked everyone so far. <laughs> I'm going with none other than Mr. Plankton himself. Now I get the ball's bigger than him. I get that he probably won't be able to throw it at all, and he'll be crushed by the ball like he's crushed by the Krabby Patties. But again, just the same with like Sandy. He has those machines. He knows to how to create stuff. He will be able to create a bionic arm that will be able to throw a ball at over 100 miles an hour. So he will wipe away the competition. And not saying that I'm going to, he knows how to cheat. So he can be using some of that, you know, pine tar and everything to get a good spin on the ball. Now, the last thing I want to add to this, because we got our character rosters, um, but we cannot forget the man in the booth, the most important, we need Perch Perkins, none other than Mr. Perch Perkins in that <laughs> booth commentating these games. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It wouldn't be right to have it any other way. Exactly. Not good. But- All right. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> okay. So, for Julian's team, his first overall pick was Larry the Lobster. Uh, that's his uh, first baseman. But So, at pitcher, Julian has Karen. At catcher, he's got King Neptune. First base, he has Larry. Uh, second base, he has the My Leg Guy. <laughs> um, third base, he has Patrick Starr. Uh, shortstop, Barnacle Boy. Left field, Squilliam. Center field, he has Young Mermaid Man, specifically. <laughs> and at right field, he has the one and only Mrs. Puff. Max's roster... Uh, his first overall pick was Sandy Cheeks, and he put her at center field. Uh, at pitcher, Plankton. At catcher, SpongeBob SquarePants. First base was Raymond. Second base was Squidward. Third base was Pearl. Shortstop was 
Mr. Krabs. Left field, he has Gary. Center field, once again, Sandy Cheeks. And right field, he has Mothman. Thank you for listening to the first episode of Bombers Breakdown. I've been Maxwell Fritz. He's been Julian Lloyd. We cannot wait for this season to start. We hope that you guys will tune in every week for Bombers Breakdown. We are going to make sure we have a lot of interesting guests, interesting segments to keep you guys coming back. This episode of Battle Creek Bombers Breakdown has been brought to you by Marshall Community Credit Union. People helping people since 1951. Have a great night, everyone.